Welcome to episode 187 of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the first podcast dedicated to helping engineers and technical professionals with both their personal and professional development. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano. I'm a licensed professional engineer who practiced as an engineer, but eventually decided I wanted to focus more on inspiring engineers rather than doing the engineering myself. So since then, I've written a book called Engineer Your Own Success and have traveled the world helping engineers. And through this podcast, myself and my co-host, Chris Knutson, try to bring you information that can help you succeed in every episode. People had their doubts about this podcast taking off, but since inception, we've had close to 2 million downloads and have been cited by Forbes as one of the top 15 most inspiring podcasts for professionals. Now, here's a short preview of this episode in which we'll be speaking with an engineer named Adam Zach on goal setting for engineers. A lot of times that's where you start off with, but as you continue to grow, you shift your mindset. You say, here are the things that I think I'm good at. Here's some of the things that I think we could be doing. And here's, you know, maybe three things that I think I should do. And your boss will say, okay, you know, some of that's good. Some of it's bad. Tweak this a little bit. And so now every week or every month I get to come in and I've only been in the engineering field for seven years, but I get to come in and say, hey, here's what I think I should be doing this week. And being able to set your own agenda is a lot more powerful than just saying, hey, here's what you're being asked to do, even though there is still some of that. My co-host Chris and I both believe that in order to be the best engineer you can be, you must consistently get better. Get better at your craft, your people skills, and as a leader. And that's why we publish this free podcast to help you do just that. So as I mentioned, in this episode, we're going to be talking with Adam Zach. And Adam, I met because he was a listener of the podcast. He reached out to me. He's been a member of our Engineering Management Institute membership community. and. What was interesting to me is he started talking about goal setting in our correspondence, and he has a very, very aggressive approach to goal setting, which you're going to hear about. And I believe that it's because of this approach he's been so successful. Adam is a 2010 engineering graduate and a 2011 master's of engineering graduate from the University of North Dakota. He's currently a project engineer at an environmental engineering firm in Grand Forks, North Dakota. He's also a registered professional engineer in four states. He has worked on a variety of projects ranging from $10,000 in budget to $150 million and is actively involved in several professional organizations. He is also an entrepreneur in real estate and the founder of a regional masterminds group for inspired professionals from all career fields. He has self-prescribed goals of being financially independent by age 40, which we'll talk about, and enjoys spending time with family, his wife and one-year-old, and is passionate about learning and sharing life skills, which you'll hear as well. But I think the key thing here is that what I really like about this episode myself is I've interviewed a lot of big time authors and speakers that have been out there on the circuit doing all kinds of things, writing books, etc. And Adam's an engineer. He is not a professional speaker or author, yet he has put together this really amazing, thorough and aggressive goal setting process for himself that really gives him this guiding light in his career and his life every day. And I feel strongly that if you apply what he talks about in this episode, you can really, really facilitate your success and your happiness in your career and life overall. So before we jump in here with Adam, this is a free show and our sponsors help us keep it free. So please support them. Now I'd like to recognize our sponsors for this episode. Firstly, we have PPI and I'd like to recognize PPI by asking you this question. 
Are you trying to find the right step to further your career in the world of engineering? Need some positive perspective on how to prepare properly for your exam? Stay tuned to this podcast for my exam essentials, tips, and tricks. I'll be sharing my favorite ways to get in the PE exam zone. Info on best places to find the right resources to prepare for your licensure exam, including an exclusive 20% discount available to listeners of this podcast. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity. All right, I'd also like to recognize and welcome a new sponsor, WPI. If you're in the market for a master's degree, you're going to love our new sponsor. Worcester Polytechnic Institute was one of the first engineering and technology universities in the United States, and they now offer their most popular graduate programs 100% online. Level up in robotics, data science, power systems, mechanical engineering, biotechnology, systems engineering, and more from anywhere in the world. Stay tuned for more about WPI later in this episode. All right, now I'm going to give you a quote that will bring us right into the conversation with Adam Zach on goal setting. And this quote is from Tony Robbins. Setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. All right, now I'm excited to welcome on our guest for today, Adam Zach. Adam, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for having me. It's a privilege to be here. All right, so Adam is a listener. He reached out to me. I've told you a little bit about Adam, but I want, as I always do, I want him to introduce himself in his own words. So Adam, just give the listeners a little bit of a snapshot of your career, where you're at, how you got here on the podcast. You know, it kind of all centered around my, I'll call it my aha moment, which happened maybe three or four years ago. But before that, I was a typical engineer where I liked math and science. So I went into and try and study astrophysicists at UND. It sounds a lot smarter than what I'm actually capable of doing, but I realized that engineers by their background get employed at a much higher success rate. And so I focused on the civil engineering side at the University of North Dakota, went through, graduated, did my master's and kind of worked in while saying yes to some things that I wasn't quite sure, getting out of my comfort zone. It actually landed me into a, a nice career field here with a local engineering company. They started with about two people 25 years ago, and now they're over over 300. And so it's nice to be a part of that growth. And when I you know talk about that aha moment, when I first started in engineering, I wasn't quite sure if it was for me. I was, you know, you go to school, you have those technical things with mechanics and materials, statics, dynamics. And I got into the real field or real work field. And they're like, you know, here's some, go do some RPR, get some experience, which was great on their behalf. But I was like, you know, is this really what I you know, signed up for? I don't really know exactly what I'm doing. I'm kind of getting trained on the job. And so that's when I realized that it, a lot of it wasn't dependent upon others. It was dependent upon myself. And so when I decided, hey, I'm going to take every opportunity to learn and to grow and to become a better engineer, that's when the light bulb switched. And that's when I started progressing further in my career. That's when I started setting goals. That's when I started losing weight. It's it kind of had a domino effect of all these different things within my life and, and correspondingly my career. And now it's just been taking off like a rocket compared to some, or I guess maybe compared to myself from beforehand where I was really struggling, not sure if I enjoyed what I did. And now it's, you enjoy going to work every week. It's kind of like your career took off once you realized that it was kind of up to you to take your career to the kind of the next level. Yeah. 
I did a kind of pre and post, I'm calling it the aha moment, whether or not that's the political term, maybe it's a paradigm shift if you're going to use Stephen Covey's perspective from the seven habits. But before I used to come in and I go to my boss, hey, what would you like for me to do today? Or they would come in and say, here's what you want you to do. And a lot of times that's where you start off with. But as you continue to grow, you shift your mindset and you say, here are the things that I think I'm good at. Here's some of the things that I think we could be doing. And here's, you know, maybe three things that I think I should do. And your boss will say, okay, you know, some of that's good. Some of it's bad. Tweak this a little bit. And so now every week or every month I get to come in and I've only been in the engineering field for seven years, but I get to come in and say, hey, here's what I think I should be doing this week. And being able to set your own agenda is a lot more powerful than just saying, hey, here's what you're being asked to do, even though there is still some of that. That's great. And that's exactly what kind of led Adam to come on the show is Adam is very focused on goal setting. And as much as you want to take your career to your own hands, you can't really do that. Well, I guess the best way to do that is to create goals for yourself. Goals, I mean, we've talked about them so much on the podcast and we use them very much here at the Institute in terms of our teams and our goals and our 90-day goals. And so when Adam and I were just going back and forth on email and he was explaining to me all the goals that he has, I thought it was really powerful that, that an engineer at his age has so well-defined goals. And that's why I wanted to ask him to come on the podcast and talk about goal setting. And so Adam, to start this conversation off around goal setting, when did you first set goals? And I'm talking about like actual concrete written down goals with purpose. I remember it. It was October of 2016. I can't remember the exact date, but it was, that's when it changed from the more of the verbal, like, hey, you know, this is kind of what I want in life to truly, I started my goals in a Google Doc version. And you can go back and look at how all your goals were set. And I'll admit that they've morphed and they've become a lot more polished before. But just getting to that step of actually setting the goals. I like the Harvard Business Review case study where they say they interviewed a bunch of graduates and they said like 83% of them, you know, didn't even set goals. And of the 17% that did set goals, you know, they were making about twice as much. And out of those, there was like 3% that actually had written concrete goals and they were making 10 times as much as somebody who didn't have goals set. And I'd stumbled upon that, you know, after the fact, but just realized that when I had been listening to podcasts and, you know, different improvement, I would always listen like, I'm like, oh yeah, I know I should set goals. And you kind of just nod along. And now I get to the point where I have a I think I sent you a, whatever it was, a seven page document from my lifetime goals all the way to the 10 year, five year, one year, monthly, weekly. And then every day I look at my daily goals to set it and it is a complete game changer for me. So there was that officially, you know, I maybe scratched down a few things, but it was that October of 2016 where it truly took off and became a daily practice. Sure. And a couple of things there. Firstly, for those listeners, we'll find that study or that article from Harvard, and we'll link to it for sure. I've read it as well. It's pretty eye-opening when you see the statistics in terms of the study and the difference between those that actually had goals and specifically written them down versus those that didn't. But another point I think that I want to just, before we go on to talk further about this is just a little further elaborate here. What Adam said is very important in terms of getting started. So he started in a Google Doc, he got some things down, and now going back, he sees that they were very probably basic, just scratching some things down as opposed to now where he's got very detailed goals, really sketched out. But the point is that you just have to start. So this happens to me sometimes, and we're implementing some new tools here at the Institute in terms of you know our business operations. You read these books and you come up with these, you find these articles and you find all these interesting tools. 
And I kind of have to always remind myself is you're not going to maybe implement a tool that's going to be this far advanced on day one of doing something, but you just want to get it going. Because if you don't do something because you don't think you're going to do it the best you could ever do it, then it's not helpful. You just got to start. I just want to kind of make that point because I feel like a lot of people don't set goals because they get overwhelmed or they think it's such an elaborate process. Listen, take out a piece of paper and scratch some things down just to start. But what we want to talk about now moving forward here, Adam, is what does it really take to set goals? I mean, this idea of setting goals can be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Anthony. You hit it on the head there as far as the committing to doing something regularly or taking some sort of disciplined action to achieving it. And for those that are maybe more advanced, you can hear of the the SMART method where you have the specific measurable, the A, I've seen it interchangeable with either ambitious or attainable, the R being realistic, and then T being time-bound. And that's good basis for setting some goals. But to Anthony's point, if you just, if you had a post-it note or a card and you wrote down three goals that you wanted to do, you know, maybe if they were higher philosophical ones, or even if they were just for that day, and every day you take out a new note card and you just take that note card and you set it on your desk and goals intentionally provide the focus. I know there's other studies that say, well, you know, if you set goals, you're going to be blinded by the other things that could or different opportunities. But that's the point of goals. is They're trying to keep you focused and you might not have your goals right day one. And so just starting with that mindset of saying, I want to grow and I want to go towards something, be a little bit more proactive towards something larger. That is a huge first step. And I'll admit when I was 21 years old or 22 year olds, it didn't matter how many people told me that. I kind of just rolled my eyes like, oh, yeah, that's only something older people do. And of course, now I'm you know, preaching to this, maybe to the same choir. But if there was one thing that that I could attribute it to, is if you just have some sort of proactive focus through goal setting, it's a game changer. So, Adam, you mentioned like the Harvard study and there's other studies out there about goals. Why is it that goals work? Is it what you just said around focus or what do you think really, why is the research so that goals work? With me, and I'll answer one question of why I maybe started since I failed to allude to that. I started reading some books and different things like, okay, now all these successful people, once you hear it enough, they're like, oh yeah, I have goals. And you talk, you listen to another book and like, oh yeah, and I've set goals. And all of a sudden you start seeing a common thread that all these really successful people, whether they're engineers or entrepreneurs or dads or wives, or, you know, just community members, they tend to have a vision and and goal set. So I was like, oh, you know, everybody's doing this and they're all successful. So maybe I should do that. And when I go back and look at it, to me, it comes back to that intentional focus of what you want to get done versus what other people want to get done from you. If you don't have any goals set, everybody else is going to be trying to get their goals done through you. If it's an example of a project or maybe it's just something personal in your life. If your task today was to make sure that you design this pipeline from point A to B, and it was 300 feet, and you got to get the contours set so that your hydraulic grade line fits, and then all of a sudden you sit down at 8 a.m. to try and do it, and your goal for the day is to get that pipeline designed. Well, what's the first thing that happens? Somebody probably comes into your office, you get 30 emails, you get a phone call, and by the time, and this might not be true for everybody, but by the time it's noon, you're like, oh, you know, I was supposed to be doing this today, but all of a sudden I got pulled by everybody else's agenda, not saying that everybody's items aren't important or urgent, but if you were to close your door, put do not disturb, a lot of times all of those seemingly urgent or fires can actually wait. And then that way you progress 
forward with your actual task or goal for the day. Yeah, absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And that's why for me personally, I have goals for the day as well that I try to tackle. And we'll get into organizing goals in a minute here, but I try to tackle before a lot of, before most of the people start working, just for the reason that Adam alluded to, which is, especially in the engineering world, we have to put out a lot of fires on projects. And so once everyone starts, all the communication and the distractions come into play. So that's why it's good to be organized with your goals. And which leads me kind of to my next question for you, Adam, is how do you organize your goals? So I'm twofold on the goals. And Anthony, I really like your take care of it in the morning where, you know, whether it's 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. where nobody's up bothering you, where you're going to see the emails coming through and getting a good start on the day. That's also another really good habit of disciplined and successful people. I like that as well. But as far as my goals on how they're organized, they're twofold. One, they're time bound. And then two, they're by roles. And so when I say time bound, that's daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, and then kind of that five to 10 years. And then I have three lifetime goals. That kind of is the overarching principles and beliefs that I carry with me to make sure that if I ever get stumped with the question, those are kind of the things that are guiding me. And then within those different time bound goals, I have different roles as a father, as a husband, as someone of faith, as, as an engineer, as an entrepreneur, as a community member. And so then within those different frameworks, I set up what I would like to get done. And so even if it's something personally, like, you know, I'd like to work out three times a week. Okay. That's underneath my weekly goals, goes under personal. If it's on the career, it's okay. I got to get this project out for bid, which means I have to do these three things. And so once I had that set up, I kind of revisit those big long-term goals once a year. I'll try and go out to the cabin or go somewhere where I can reset that. But for the most part, then I'm just working on three or four daily goals and then modifying my weekly goals on a maybe Sunday to plan out the week to prepare. That's kind of what I want to dig into a little bit here because I, I know right now what the listener's thinking already, which is, oh, this is going to take me more time that I don't have. So Let's talk about that in terms of, okay, so obviously you got to sit down one day if you don't have any goals and you've got to do some thinking. And we have several episodes on just goal setting in general and some steps you can walk through to go through the goal setting process. But let's say you do that over a couple hours, a couple days, a week, whatever the case may be. You take some time and you get some goals sketched out in terms of different timelines, whether it's your weekly, monthly, yearly, et cetera. And you just gave us some hints here, but tell me about what it takes now to maintain the whole goal process, you know, keep your sheet updated, et cetera. What does that look like? I've seen it or experimented a little bit different ways where you can just have a, a handwritten on a note card. You can put it in your phone with me. I'm not an advocate for or get paid to tell for any one thing. But for me, the Google Docs are a platform that I can get it on my phone, on my computer, so I can type faster than I can write. For me, it, that was a, a better platform. And then you can, first thing I bring up on my computer is I set that up. If I haven't already done it on my phone during my morning um, ritual on the things that I wanted to get done for the day, as far as the, the time commitment for that, to me, it's one of the most important things I can do early in the morning is saying, if not even the day before saying, okay, what are the things I want to get done with tomorrow? As opposed to just waking up, checking my phone for social media, and then all of a sudden I'm down a rabbit hole of something else that, you know, it's intentional for the day of what I would like to get done. And it definitely has to have built in some flexibility, but I agree with you. It's, it's starting. My first, I think, goal was, it was literally one sentence. And now it's a seven page item that I just started morphing and working at over a period of two years 
on what it came for. So it's fun to look back on where they've gone. But now as far as a, how much time do I actually commit to it, I would say less than five minutes a day to update it and then maybe an hour of planning a week as far as the daily and weekly goals that I want to get done. And I think that's the key because I think in today's world, what prevents people from doing a lot of important things in terms of professional development or personal development is just the lack of time. I mean, people often think that they don't have time for that. I've said it before on the podcast, and I'll say it again. There's a great proverb that says, if you fail to stop to fill up the car with gas, eventually you'll run out. And that's just the bottom line. So you can go at 150 miles an hour and try to get all your projects done, make all your clients happy. But if you're not taking care of yourself, whether it's physically, mentally, setting your own goals and having goals that you're aligned with and that you're passionate about and that you're working through regularly and routinely with a process, you're just going to get burnt out or you're going to become disengaged from what you're doing. I mean, it's, I'm not guessing that. I'm confident that it's going to happen because I've seen it happen to so many people because if you're not working towards something that you're, in, that you're passionate about or if you're not like you know, feeling great, then it's going to catch up with you. So I think that one of the things that I'm hoping to both of us here are hoping to inspire you with is just the idea of give yourself something that you're passionate about to chase after on a regular basis, kind of like a guiding light, because it will have a dramatic impact on your career. There will be some time associated with it, but in the long run, that time will be well spent and will make your entire career most likely more fulfilling and and more happy in, in what you're doing. I want to give Adam a quick break here just to take a minute to once again recognize our new sponsor for the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Thanks again to WPI for sponsoring this episode. Their part-time online graduate programs are specially designed for the working professional's hectic life. You'll earn the same degree as on-campus students without pressing pause on your career. Find out why WPI's faculty was named number one in combining research and teaching by the Wall Street Journal. Visit go2.wpi.edu forward slash tech to explore over 15 graduate degree programs in science, technology, and engineering. That's go2.wpi.edu forward slash tech, which stands for the Engineering Career Coach. If you've been thinking about grad school, this is your sign. And so, Adam, I know that engineers, they like to learn. And one of the things that they like is examples. And so maybe you can just share a couple of your goals that you've accomplished because of your process and your framework that you have in place. The one that comes to mind most immediately, and before I jump into that, I agree with you, Anthony, on being able to set that and having you know, engineers going through there and realizing that you're going to fill up with gas because it's you're either making a hard decision now to make things hopefully easier in the future, or you're just putting out all the easy fires and then you eventually realize that it's going to be harder in the future if you're not tackling some of those. For me, as far as a goal that I had set, I'll hit the first one, which was on my entrepreneurial side. I realized that outside of work, I'm not a big TV watcher and I wanted to get rid of maybe some of the things that were negatively impacting my life that weren't providing as much value. So I said, I wanted to get into some real estate. And before I said, okay, I just wanted to you know, maybe own my own business or open that up. And that was a pretty generic goal. Anybody can open up a business, right? You can file papers with the secretary of state and it costs you a hundred bucks. Okay, now, great. You're an entrepreneur, but what does that actually mean? And so starting with that simple goal of, hey, I wanted to 
own my own business of something and realizing that real estate, I had a little bit of a niche for and understanding because I had lived with some friends who were help paying the rent when I was going through college. I was like, hey, let's try this. And you start with just something simple. Hey, I want to do that. And then you realize, okay, well, if I actually want this to be, what do I want? Do I want it to be a successful business? Do I want this to grow? How many employees that does? And then you kind of start working down the path. And now that was 18 months ago that we opened up our own real estate company. And now we manage over a million dollars worth of real estate. When you say we, you have a partner or is it? Correct. To me, that was when I say the aha moment, that whole setting the goals down, realizing and being intentional with your day. We're closing on a property here this week and it's going to keep going. And so I've used that and I'm trying to think of on the professional side, it sometimes isn't quite that epic or enlarged, but I realized, or I guess maybe a, a professional example would be one day I wanted to be the CEO of our company called AE2S. And so I said, how am I going to do that? So I asked as one of the first steps, it was, okay, become CEO. That's again, a very generic, non-descriptive goal. But then I was like, okay, well, maybe I should ask the CEO out to lunch one day and ask who he admires as the CEO or what values he sees in me or in other people. And so then starting that conversation, the first thing he did was send an email to key strategic leaders and say, hey, Adam likes business development. He's taking the initiative. He's asking good questions. Let's get him involved in more things that he likes to do. And now all of a sudden you start having a little bit more positional influence because you took that first step of, I'm not going to become CEO today, tomorrow, in a year, five years, or maybe not even in 10 years, but just having that idea of potentially becoming the CEO of our company, it started with ask somebody out to lunch. I mean, both of those are pretty powerful, actually, the real estate and this idea of a CEO. And again, this comes down to what most things come down to. And this is where I think engineers have the ability to excel is it comes down to good processes, right? So as engineers, we're trained analytically. We have minds that we can think very analytically. And so some people think that that's, there's disadvantages around that because you may not be as creative as other people. But in my opinion, it's advantages because everything in life comes down to habits and processes. And if you can put together a process and follow it for something as powerful as goal setting, it's going to help you to accomplish the things that Adam's speaking about. So if you think to yourself, well, I'm not that good at goal setting, it's not about goal setting. It's about a process. And you can figure out how to set goals. Go online and Google it. We've got podcasts. You can read books on it. I can give you several books on it. But the point is, is that setting goals once and not doing any kind of follow-up or having a system to track it is not going to help you. The idea here is set some goals. Adam laid out kind of his process, how he does it, you know, his hourly review on the weekends. Maybe once a year, he does sets his yearly goals or recalibrates them, et cetera start the process, build the process, and you'll be able to do some amazing things just like Adam's speaking about, whether it's in your career, whether it's a side project or a hobby, or whether it's something like a CEO or becoming an executive or running a department or starting a new service in your firm. But none of that happens unless you start by the goal setting process. Because as Adam just said, once you put a goal down on a piece of paper, the next step sort of dig into that goal, right? How can I learn about that goal? How can I figure out what the best way to do that? And that's something that we're working on now At EMI, we're building an assessment tool to help kind of predict how successful someone might be as an engineering manager or help them to be more successful. And that was just a big picture goal. And and now I've been talking to data analysts and statisticians and taking all kinds of different assessments and learning everything about this and realizing that it's very attainable for us. So the point that I'm trying to get at here is with something as simple as goal setting, which isn't that hard to do, as long as you have a good process in place you can be successful with this. And this is something that 
if you want to build a process around something, goal setting is a good place to start because it can help you do pretty amazing things. Adam, what do you think about that in terms of the importance of the process? It's very true, and it's hard to get into that habit. I remember reading, what was it, Charles Duhigg, where it was the power of habit. I think it's like the cue, the routine, the reward, and not saying that that was, had a profound impact or another. It got me to go back and reflect on what my daily routine looked like post or pre and post aha moment, where it was, you know, I'd kind of snooze, I'd sleep in late, maybe I'd go out to eat, and then at night I'd watch TV. Okay, now that's wake up at 5 a.m., do some personal development stuff, get some exercise, you know, kick butt during the day. I'll sometimes go out over the lunch hour and work out. That's what I did right before this. And then at night, it's not watching TV. It's making sure I'm there with my wife and my kid to be there as dad. And so you look at what those two days look like, and it wasn't all at once. It was try to find one habit that you dislike. So, you know, you can be pulled by the happiness of setting, maybe it's a big house or if it's just getting a promotion, or maybe it's just one small thing. Try to find maybe something on the other end of maybe you really don't want to drink or watch TV or smoke. And and I realize that those are sometimes harder to give up. But if you can replace one of those bad habits with a good habit, I think he called it like the keystone habit, where if you just start doing one thing, it's amazing how it transforms the rest of your habits and your decision making. Yeah. Like the 80-20 rule, again, you know, popping up, focus on one thing that's going to be a big game changer and I'll start to have a domino effect. And really the one thing that I'll say here, because I don't think either one of us want to make this sound easier than it is. As Adam said, it is difficult to create new habits. But what I can tell you is, is take small steps, pick one habit, as Adam just said, and change the habit, replace the habit, eliminate the habit or create a new habit, right? Whether it's take a walk every day for a half an hour or go to the gym every day for three times a week for four weeks in a row, whatever that might be, do weekly planning. Habit I started a couple of months ago, every Saturday morning, I get up very early, like probably around five o'clock, go to Starbucks locally before anyone gets up. And I plan my week, which includes getting all of our tasks set for the business, weekly planning for the kids, who's going to what camp, who's doing what after school, who's going to be taking who where. And that's had a great impact both professionally and personally. But I had to do it for a month or two and get it down into a good habit. So we're going to wrap this up here and we want to make this very action oriented. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a break here. We're going to come back in our take action today segment and we're going to give you one thing that you can do immediately starting today to start to get you on a path to build better habits or start effective goal setting. So stick with us and we'll be right back. Now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of the show where Adam Zach is going to stick with us and give you an action plan for setting your own goals. Super important. You got to take action, right? But before we do that, I do want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor once again, PPI. Engineering career advancement starts with licensure exams. The right place to gather exam info, all practice materials, and multiple review options come from ppi2pass.com. PPI has helped over 4 million engineers pass their licensure exam and become leaders in their fields. Best of all, they have practice bundles, online subscriptions, and practice exams that prepare you to pass the first time. Visit ppi2pass.com to learn how you can start preparing for your exam right away and take you one step closer to your next career advancement. That's ppi2pass.com. 
I also have a 20% off promo code available to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code TECH8 on PPI's website for an exclusive 20% discount. Again, that's promo code TECH8. Stands for The Engineering Career Coach and the number eight. Back with Adam Zach here. This is the Take Action Today segment of the show. Today we're talking about goal setting. And what we want to do now is give you an action that you can take right when the show's finished or tomorrow in the near future so that you could forward the action. We don't want you to just listen to this. We want you to do it. We already acknowledge that about 83% of the population doesn't have goals and even less have written down goals. So it's most likely that you don't have them, which is okay. You're in the norm. We want to help you to get out of the norm and, and get to a point in your career and life where you're doing extraordinary things. And so what we'd like to challenge you to do today is to set goals, take out a piece of paper, open a Word document, open a Google document, and I would say type a couple of different timeframes that you're comfortable with. Could be something like monthly and yearly, could be weekly, monthly, yearly. And under those headings, just start to type things you want to accomplish in these timeframes. In the next year, maybe you want to get your engineering license or you want to get a promotion. In the next month, maybe you want to establish a new habit of doing something, whatever that might be, in terms of your work or your personal life. Start to jot some things down. This is the best first step because once you see some goals on paper, then you can build your process and you can check in with them regularly, et cetera. I'm going to kick it over to Adam here because Adam also has a a good idea of a, a good way that you can do something like this, a good exercise. Go ahead, Adam. To those that have clicked on this and are listening to the podcast wherever you are, that's a great kind of pre-first step. If you're listening to this and you're, you know, say, hey, you know, there's this podcast and we're talking about goals. Okay, I'm interested. To Anthony's point, that's a great follow-up action is to start writing them down and go about that. If you've already written them down or if you would like help doing that, there's this tactic called the ideal life or the ideal day goal setting where you would imagine yourself maybe it's a year from now, five years from now, 20, 30 years from now, and you lived your perfect ideal day. What does that look like? You know, where do you wake up? What are you looking at? Who are you spending the time with? What are you doing on a day-to-day basis? How do you feel physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually? And crafting that, it's not just, oh, I want to go, you know, lay on the beach, because I'm guessing if you did that for four years straight, might get a little bit old, but maybe that's your thing. Maybe you want to do that. If you think a little bit more beyond that and said, in a perfect day, you look back and you say, you know, that day was awesome. And maybe you've already had one of those days and you want to have more days like that. Use that as your arrow to kind of shoot towards or point towards to start crafting how your goals are going to look to enable that. And the one thing I'll say about that, because I've also done that before, it may sound like a little bit like up in the air. In other words, like, oh, well, my ideal day really has nothing to do with my career. But when you do that exercise, What's interesting is that you can actually drill down on that so that you can understand if your ideal day happens to be, okay, I'm going to, I'm in Hawaii, I'm giving tours, I'm a tour guide in Hawaii, whatever the case may be. If you start to look at that actual job function and you start to drill down on what it is that made you pick that, then you can start to understand where your passions lie and you can connect them to what you do on a day-to-day basis. It's an exercise that's really interesting. And it can have some pretty amazing effects if you do it all the way through and follow it through. Adam, I want to thank you for spending some time here with us. You're a busy man. You got a lot of goals that you're chasing, but you've taken the time here to come on the podcast and share kind of your story and some of your goal setting tricks and tips. And we really, really appreciate you doing that. 
Thanks, Anthony. And it was a pleasure being on there. I hope others have found it helpful. And this was something I wish I would have told myself a while ago. And it's never too late to start. It's never too early. So hope everyone is able to take advantage of it. I hope you enjoyed the episode today and the discussion on goal setting. I truly believe that goal setting is one of those things that can make or break your career and your life in terms of how successful you are. Because for me personally, I measure success based off of whether or not I achieve my goals. So for me, if I don't have goals, I can't be successful. So just really think about that. The other thing I want to mention real quick is you may know already if you're a long-time listener that we run something called the Engineering Management Accelerator Online Workshop, which you can learn all about at engineer2manager.com. That's engineer2manager.com. The course takes about 10 hours over five weeks and will drastically help you improve, really kickstart your management skills as an engineer. But one of the other things we do too, if you're the owner or leader in a small to mid-sized firm, is we help engineering firms build their own internal curriculums and run their own programs, which can be extremely valuable for the long-term growth of the firm and the engagement of the employees. So if you're interested in maybe thinking about having your own program designed, feel free to reach out to us at 201-857-2384. That's our main office number. You can also go through our website at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and put something in the contact form or email me afasano at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Once again, I hope you enjoyed the episode. We'd love to hear your feedback, comments, and or questions. Just go to the Engineering Management Institute website and look for episode 187 of the Engineering Career Coach podcast. There you'll find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during the episode. And don't forget to check out our live webinar upcoming later on this month on public speaking at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. Until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. The strategies that you heard in this episode will be of no use to you unless you take action and start to implement them in your career immediately. To help you do that, we have designed a system that you can use at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org. It combines live monthly webinars with PDHs, plus a private forum giving you access to coaches and premium content focused on helping you build your management and leadership skills. Join us for our next live webinar at engineeringmanagementinstitute.org and will help you engineer your own success.